Hello, welcome to this edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter, at LO underscore Penguins. Today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. But, so we had a lot of big news, again, of course, during the Penguins offseason. Wow, that's to be expected, of course, since they had the big exit against Montreal. But um, we did have another article that came out about Jack Johnson today from Josh Ely of The Athletic, who spoke to Jim Rutherford, who had some interesting comments, I would put it that way. And, um, of course, um, the whole analytic community on Twitter and just um, even other fans who aren't really big into analytics just went berserk. But to talk about that article and just so much more regarding the Penguins offseason is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Josh Yoey. Josh, how are you doing today, sir? I'm good, and I wanted to apologize. It seems like I, I ruined a lot of people's days with my article. I feel <laughs> slightly guilty. I, that wasn't really my intention. Just don't shoot the messenger, but um, I, I am well, and it's good to see you once again. Yes, yeah. Please, please, guys, do not try to direct your anger towards Josh. Um, <laughs> he, he, he's the one that just gets the quotes from Jim Rutherford and puts them on the website. Uh, he does not control um, Jim Rutherford's love, I guess, loveness of Jack Johnson himself. So um, I guess we can just get right into it, Josh. Um, I'm not going to, of course, spoil the whole article because I want people to subscribe to The Athletic since you guys do outstanding work, and that piece was really good. But the one thing that one of the things that really jumped out, I think, to me and a lot of people was when he said he's a good third pairing defenseman if he plays with the right guy. So does that player even exist out there? I mean, it, that's just that's just the one that really boggled, I think, a lot of people's minds. Well, and first things first, Hunter, the organization has just turned on Justin Schultz, something fierce. And mm-hmm. that there's no question who that was a shot at mm-hmm. and took a shot at Schultz last week also. Um, when he defended Johnson and said Schultz had a lot more to give. And I have heard uh, numerous stories from people in the organization uh, have told me the coaching staff really felt like Schultz came into camp out of shape and not really seriously prepared for the playoffs. And and, and that might be true. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But my question then is, why the hell was he playing? I, I, and he didn't play well. Let's not act like Justin Schultz played well either. No, he didn't. You have Ruedel, a very capable guy. Why didn't you put him in the lineup if you were that down on Schultz? It was odd to me. Um, they did not, of course. And Johnson, I mean, yeah, it was. there were a couple of things that Jim said that um, I knew were going to get the attention of everybody. Yep. Um, he struggled, and with the money that he makes, um, I'd certainly be looking to deal him if I were Jim. And maybe Jim is. Listen, Jim's no rookie. He could be trying to talk him up a little bit. That he's not above doing that, but I, I don't get that sense. I, I've actually been told that uh, members of the coaching staff told Johnson they were pleased with how he played this season in his exit interview. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, well, now now for the three assistant coaches are out the door, and <laughs> so that's that's going to be interesting to see if um, some new voices come in. They're going to have a difference of opinion on that. It was just it was just so like. I don't know, mind-boggling to read it a bit. And I think the other the other one that stuck out to me as well is, you know, we're not concerned with his cap situation. And it's like, I mean, three, I mean he may I know 3.25 million is not a lot, but you know, when you're a, a salary cap team, you, you spend up to the cap like the Penguins do because Mario and Ron Burkle are just great owners. But that 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 just that hurts. And going into last se- this past season, you had almost nine million against your cap with that bottom pairing. You can't do that. You're going to lose 5.5 million with Schultz. And like you did say, it was weird that he was playing too. It's weird that he went on to the six on five situation and wasn't Brian Rust or Jason Zucker was out there. So don't really know why they did that. And it's just 
You just can't afford to make these mistakes, I don't think, especially when you have like a couple years now of evidence where, you know, maybe the analytics aren't kind to him, but you also like if people don't look at the analytics, you can just see that he's just like, he struggled out there. And that's like my thing. I just, what like, do they need like the perfect player to play with them? Do they need to go back and get Paul Coffey or something like that? <laughs> well, the only time Johnson really looked good this season was when he was playing with John Marino. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you want John Marino playing with Johnson because if you do that, that makes Johnson a member of your top four. And he's not a top four defenseman. Even the Penguins admit that. Yeah. So I don't know who the right person is to play with Johnson. I will say I thought he and Schultz brought out the worst in each other, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they were just a horrible pairing. We saw it against the Islanders last season, in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're just no good together. But I don't think there's the right guy. The, the numbers are what they are with Jack. He, you know. He's just not a very good skater anymore. There, there's a lot of issues there with him. I don't need to tell you that. You're a smart guy. You, you saw it for yourself. Um, you know, as for a salary cap situation, yeah, three and a quarter million is not a ton of money to the Penguins. But you know what? It, it's still something. And when I look at them, they're, they're not going to break up the core. I don't think Latang, Crosby, or Malkin are going anywhere. Um, and I still think their top six is really good on paper. That uh, was Zucker and Gensel, Crosby, Malkin. We know that. So, where do they really need to figure things out? To me, it's on the bottom six. Um, yeah, Tanov's really good. Uh, he's certainly made a difference. Bluger's okay, but they've got some real question marks on that bottom six. And, you know, three and a quarter million dollars, well, guess what? That's enough to get you a good bottom six player. So it's not like that money couldn't help the Penguins in some way. It absolutely could. Um, I, I wasn't shocked by his comments because I know how he feels about Jack, um, certainly on a personal level. And, and even as a player, he said it many times, he, he values Jack more than other people do. But the salary cap, you said it, uh, it's a real problem for the Penguins. They, you know, Jim wants to make some changes, mm-hmm. but he's right up against it with the cap. So uh, this is going to be a fascinating offseason. I know there are a lot of Penguins fans who I get the feeling enjoy the offseason more than the season almost. And uh, well, maybe not you, but I know a lot do. This one's going to be wild, I'm telling you. Yeah, and you, you and Rob reported last week that they're looking to cut some salary anyway because I think it's been mandated from Mario and Ron that they want, like, is it just some more cap room during the season or something, or is it, they just, is it because of COVID mostly? Yeah, mainly because of that. They always like to have a couple of million yeah. you know, breathing room just to make a move or two. Um, now, we were told it's really a COVID thing. And listen, they're not making any money right now. They're, they're hemorrhaging money, as all professional sports teams are. Mm-hmm. And even the bigger issue is the 2021 season. We don't know when it's going to start. We don't know if fans will be permitted in the building. And thus, we don't know how much revenue the Penguins or other teams will be bringing in. So I think there will be a lot of teams that don't want to spend to the salary cap until they know what's going on. You can't really blame them for that. But that's another reason, I think, if you can get rid of Jack Johnson's salary, and maybe play a rookie like P.O. Joseph or find someone who you know plays for a million a year, might be a better player anyway, to me it makes sense. And I also wonder this, uh, how easy and or difficult would it be to trade Jack at this point? Uh, it, I mean, maybe there's a team out there that would take him. It might be one of those deals where you want Matt Murray in a draft pick, that's fine, but you got to take Jack Johnson too, and maybe it could work out that way. But it's a tough thing to do, and... And by the way, for the people who think they should buy out Jack Johnson, I totally disagree. He would be on the books for the next six years. It's still over a million a year. I don't think that's any better. That's still a problem. Almost like a Bobby Vanilla thing of the New York Mets with that. He's <laughs> he'll be getting paid for about 
20 or 15. I can't even remember. It's just been so, so long. <laughs> and finally in that article, I, I didn't see where it was weird. He was like, you know, he didn't straight up say like, I'm not trading this player. And I've kind of seen Jim like, you know, I think it was before the James Neal trade. He was like, yeah, I'm not really going to trade him. And then he trades James Neal. And then I thought they were, he said, yeah, we're pleased with Rob Scuderi. And then he just deals him for Trevor Daly. So it's like, do you see, foresee like a circumstance where this similar, it just could be really similar with Jim trading Jack Johnson after saying all this stuff? Or like, could you just see him really moving him this offseason, even after these comments, I guess is my question. <laughs> It's certainly conceivable. Remember, they tried to trade him last year with Phil Kessel to Minnesota. That trade was vetoed by Phil the Thrill. And boy, would that have been nice for the Penguins. You would have ditched yourself of Johnson's salary and gotten Zucker then. You wouldn't have had to give up Caden Addison or a first-round pick. So that, that would have been a magnificent trade for the Penguins, I would say. They couldn't quite pull that one off. So they have tried. It, it, it is certainly conceivable. Um, they still have to shed some salary. And what if you can't find any takers for Nick Bukestad? Um, how else are you going to get rid of some of that salary? They still want to change things up and get younger. So my sense is they are absolutely going to trade Matt Murray. I'd be shocked if they didn't at this point. Yeah. With, with Johnson, I don't think they're against the idea of it. I, Jim said today, you know, I think he's going to apply out his contract for the next three years. He said whether it's in Pittsburgh or elsewhere. Um, so that doesn't mean he wouldn't trade him. I think he would, but I don't think he feels obligated to the way uh, most in the fan base, I think, would like him to. Yeah, and well, there is that big uh, – another expansion team is coming. So, I mean, you can maybe say if you don't want to take this player, you know, can you take Jack Johnson so you can rid, rid ourselves of that almost how they did with Mark andre Fleury back in 20, 2017 where they were just like, hey, we'll give up a second-round pick for it. So I could definitely – um, see them doing that, but you know we, we have a lot of more off-season stuff to get to in the next couple of segments, especially with with all of his comments. He had, he's talked a lot these past couple of weeks, but um, to start, um, do have to talk about RockAuto.com. It's a family business serving auto park auto part customers online for 20 years. You can go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts for hundreds of manufacturers. The catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands specifications and prices you prefer you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck you can write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection lively low prices all the parts your car whatever you need at rockauto.com okay josh so let's just get right into all the other off-season stuff um you know by reading his comments it almost seems as if he want jim rutherford wants like a Neil for Hornquist kind of trade again, just to, to change up the culture of the team. I'm kind of like moving towards then maybe dealing Hornquist. I don't know if Jim would do it because he just signed him to an extension. I know you, you said they're not going to move the core. They, they really shouldn't. But if you had to maybe pick a player that's maybe not Matt Murray, that's like kind of close to a core player, do, who do you think that – who do you think they would move, I guess? Well, Hornquist is interesting. Um they love him, and I see why. He he doesn't wear a letter on his sweater, but he should. He, he's one of those guys, and even though he wasn't great in this postseason, nobody was. He, you always want him on your team in the playoffs. He has a track record of performing in the postseason. You could get something for him, too. Uh, there have to be teams out there who haven't quite gotten over the hump yet. They would like to have him on their roster, so... It's a possibility. I don't think Hornquist is going to play out his entire contract in Pittsburgh. 
I think he still has three years left. I don't see him here for another three years. I bet he's here for another year. But they're going to have to get rid of some people if they want to change things up, if they don't want to bring the same team back. Um, you know, do you see them maybe trading a really good player to get a really good player back? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just going to throw a name out there. And I, I haven't heard anything, and I wouldn't trade this guy. Brian Russ values never going to be higher than it is right now. Yep. He was on 40 goal pace this year. He doesn't make much money. You could get a lot back for him. But then again, he's a good player. He's not part of the problem. Sometimes, though, you have to trade good players to, to get good players back. Uh, you know, the Penguins didn't really want to trade Paul Coffey for Rick Tockett in 1992. Things happen. <laughs> um, but that, I wouldn't be shocked if we see someone get traded. And I'm not suggesting Russ. I don't really think it will be him. But I could see someone get traded that people aren't really expecting. It, it could be one of those off-seasons because the people they have that, that everybody wants them to trade, whether it be Jack Johnson, Nick Bukestad, even Murray to, to some extent, yeah. Hornquist, you're not going to get that much in return for any of those guys because those guys all have a certain issue, which is why you want to trade them. In Murray's case, he hasn't been very good to it the last three years. Hornquist is getting old and makes a lot of money. Yeah. Now, you can go down the list. Um, Nick Bukestad's always hurt. You're not going to get anything for him, a draft pick if you're lucky. So if you really want to change things and make a splash, you're going to have to maybe trade a little bit of a bigger name. So that's in play right now. I'm fascinated to see how active the trade market will be this offseason. I actually asked Jim about that a few hours ago, and he said, you know, I don't know. He said a lot of teams are worried about money. So you don't know how many trades will be out there, but it's clear that he's looking for a dance partner or two to make some deals with and to talk. Yeah, he, he always is looking for a dance partner no matter what the day is. And you did bring up Matt Murray. The goaltending market is going to be very fascinating this summer. There's so many goalies that are going to be available. You know, Robin yeah. Leonard from Vegas, Corey Crawford. I mean, you know, you have Matt Murray. Henrik Lundqvist could be out the door in New York with the two um, goaltenders there. You know, Jacob Markstrom could be available um, next season, you have Frederick Anderson, who's going to be available. I think the Leafs don't look like they're too happy with him. I just, you never know with the goalie market just because like a team could give up a lot to get a good one. Or if they don't want like a really good one, they just get an average guy and they won't give up as much. So that's going to be fascinating. Your Brian Russ, that I actually have seen a few people from Penguins Twitter bring that up. Um, he doesn't really make too much against the cap. I think it's 3.5 million, but yeah, the value's never been higher. He was going to be at least a 30-goal scorer. I was on a 40-goal pace, as you said. You can probably get back a pretty good player, I think, in that trade. I probably just don't see it happening. And I'd have brought up Hornquist just because of the cap situation and just because I think his, I just think his value is going to go down as that contract just goes further and further and as he gets older. Um, I did also want to touch on another big thing going into this offseason for the Penguins, Josh, is the third-line center situation. Um I'm of the opinion that I've said it on this podcast before. I've said it on my Twitter. I think Jared McCann should have another go at it at the third line center, but maybe with different line mates. Patrick Marlowe just really wasn't a fit. Uh, he just, I, I don't know what was going on there. His legs just weren't turning like they used to. Patrick Hornquist on that line didn't, didn't seem to fit, even though I like Hornquist as a player. But I know it was a tale of two seasons for McCann, but if you give him, I think, competent line mates and you know his numbers go back to what they were, I think he can be what the Penguins know he can be in, in, that, in that third line center. Do you, do you see them moving him in this offseason or maybe trying to move his position? Like, what do you think is going to happen with that situation? Conceivable. I, remember, he's a restricted free agent, so they have to yeah. figure out what they're going to pay him also. Yeah. Uh, I would not give up on him. He's 24 years old. Um, you know, he's going to score you 20 goals every year. He's fast. 
um, works his tail off. He can play center or wing. Like those are a lot of positives. Um, he, he brings some things to the table. There, there's no question. Is he a third line center? He didn't look like one in the postseason, that's for sure. But you bring up a point. Patrick Marlowe was just done. I, I mean, he just, there's nothing there. And I love Hornquist. I respect him so much in the way he plays the game. And I still think he's really good on the power play. He's not that great five on five anymore. He, he you know, he's never been a great skater to begin with. Um, so you bring up a fair point. I would like to see McCann with some different line mates. Maybe he's just a left wing. That might be what he is. And if that is what he is, then he's probably going to be traded at some point because you've already got Zucker, Gensel, and, and Samuel Pullen coming all left yeah. wings. So I, you know, there might not be room for McCann in, in the near future here. But I, I, I like him. I, he's a talented guy. He really is. He's not To me, he's not just the kind of guy you get rid of. No. Uh, I think he's an intriguing player. I just don't think they know what to do with him. And that's something they really need to figure out here in the next few months. And he's still in his young 20s. And I, I was reading a couple articles, you know, Jeff from Penn's blog wrote a great one where his shooting percentage, it looked like just tanked the second half of the year despite getting like good chances. And I think that might have been like a, well, honestly, it was probably the big reason why his play fell off. But also it just, there were just other things that involved with his game that just weren't what we're used to seeing. But like I said, I would give him another go, just give him competent line mates. But Josh, do you like? Do you see them going out into free agency, dipping their toes out there, maybe getting a defenseman or something like that, just to play on the right side, you know, play on the left side, especially if they deal Jack Johnson as well? I have to think they would consider bringing in someone on the right side. That's if, though, they don't think Chad Ruedel is the right guy for a full-time job now. Right. Well, you know, they will look into things in free agency. I'm sure they'll get somebody. They always do. It's not going to be a huge name. Uh, mm -hmm. They're just not going to have the money to throw around, barring a couple of shocking trades to go get a huge name. Um, I think they're pretty well set in the top four on the blue line with Latang and Dumoulin yeah. and Marino and Pedersen. That's a pretty good top four. Yeah, and to me, that's an above-average top four. So that's a good foundation. If Johnson is still on the team, and it looks like he will be, you do have Ruedel there. He's got one year left on his deal. Uh, Ruedel's a great guy to have as your number seven defenseman. And I don't think he's a bad solution to, to play in your top six. Um, that said, I, I have the sense from talking with Rutherford that he would like to get somebody for that third pairing, probably a right-handed guy. Don't know who that might be. It's not going to be Justin Schultz. I promise you that. Uh, that, that, that bridge is pretty clearly burned. He's not coming back. Uh, I expect them to get somebody there and free agency might be their best bet. There will be some guys who are available. Um, so, yeah, I mean, listen, they, they got Tanov last year in free agency. They always find a way to get somebody, but I would not expect a top four defenseman or a top six winger. Uh, that, that just, I, I don't think financially they can make that happen. But will they add some depth? Yeah, I, I suspect they will. Yeah, that's that's probably a, a pipe dream, I think. I mean, I, I've advocated on here maybe someone like Dylan DeMello, someone like that. I think he would be really, really good on the third pairing. For some reason, Josh, I don't know why, uh, Yuso Rikla is in Mike Sullivan's doghouse. He just, for some reason, will not play him no matter what. I don't really, hmm. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't get that one, to be honest with you. I, I never have either. Uh, you know, I watch this guy in practice, and I see a lot of things that I like. Hmm. He's got a really heavy shot. He can skate. He's actually physical. He does a great hip check, which you don't see much anymore. Um, 
I don't think he's a great player, but do I think he was better than Jack Johnson? Yeah, I sure do. And I just felt like, boy, every time Ricola would make a mistake, he was out of the lineup. Uh, there was such of a short leash on him. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that was a Mike Sullivan thing or a Jacques Martin thing or a Sergey Gonchar thing. I don't know. But it was very curious. I mean, he's a restricted free agent, and I, I doubt they're bringing him back. They didn't seem that enamored with him, so I wouldn't bet on it. I don't think he'd want to be back. I, I had a couple of conversations with him. I don't know you so that well, um, but he made it very clear to me that he wants to play, and he was a little miffed, I think, as to why he wasn't playing more. So I, if I were him, I, I wouldn't come back, and I, I don't think he could be blamed for that. Yeah, I mean, I totally understand that, too. I mean, Jack Johnson was on the ice in the playoffs. Just and They were outscored every time him and Schultz were on the ice. So, I, I mean, I understand why Rico would be a bit mixed, considering he probably thinks he could do a lot better. Um, Josh, I, just a couple more things before I, I let you go. Um, the unrestricted free agents for this team, uh, do you foresee them bringing back any of them? I mean, obviously, Patrick Marlowe is probably going to walk. Um, but, like, Justin Schultz as well. Connor Sherry, are they interested in bringing him back? I thought he was okay after coming back over from Buffalo, but I'm not really sure they would have the cap to make it happen. And I know he works really well with Crosby and Gensel, and um, I know he missed a couple of chances in the Canadian series, but I just wanted to know what your take is on that one. Well, first of all, Justin Schultz isn't coming back, and Patrick Marlowe's not coming back. That, 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 that's just not happening. Uh, Marlowe was a disaster. He gave up a third-round pick for him, which kind of stings. And they could really kind of use that right now. Yeah. Um, Schultz, with some of the comments we've seen from Rutherford, he's not coming back. <clears throat> Sherry, if I had to guess, I would say no. But if he'd be willing to play on a one-year deal and to play for cheap, I, I could see them bringing him back. He wasn't horrible. Um, you know what you're getting with him. Uh, Sid does like playing with him. Between Sherry and Dominic Simone, and Simone's a restricted free agent. Right. Remember, he might not be ready for the start of next season. Yeah. He had pretty major shoulder surgery. Between those two, I, I bet one of them comes back. Uh, they're both guys Crosby likes playing with. I like Simone better, actually. And I know he doesn't finish, and that drives people nuts, and it drives me nuts, too. But he's a good hockey player. He does do a lot of things that helps you win games. And so if he's willing to play on the cheap, and I suspect he would be, uh, that would be my guess. I bet Simone comes back and Sherry doesn't. But, but I think one of those two will indeed return. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. Dominic, he's just such a really good playmaking forward. He's very underrated, I think, in that regard. And as you said, I know a lot of people dump on him because of his finishing ability. He always hits a ton of posts. But, you know, <laughs> scoring goals were easy. Everyone would be a 50-goal scorer. I mean, that's just the thing I, I always like to come back to. Um, but um, lastly, Josh, um, the 15th overall pick. You know, the Penguins finally have a top 15 pick for the first time in um, Lord knows how long was it? Two thousand twelve or something when they picked that high. Dark pullout was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, Josh, do you see them keeping it? I, I would keep it if I were them. But do you see them keeping it, or do you think Jim is going to actually think about dealing it for like an impact player or something like that? Well, anything is possible with him, and we know he has quite a history of trading first round draft picks. So. And you know, I talked with him today about it. He he really isn't sure yet. I don't think he's not going to rule anything. I'll put it that way. My guess is they keep that pick. Uh, they know they need to get younger as an organization. They know they need some some more talent replenished in their system. And from every scout I've talked with and every quote unquote draft expert I've talked with, this by many accounts is a spectacular draft. Uh, not just because. 
the kid who's going first is a really, really good prospect, but also it's just a very deep first round. So picking 15 might be the equivalent of picking 10 or 11 in a normal year. Um, they have a chance to get a really good player. So yes, anything is possible, but especially um, given that they won't have a first round pick next season because of the Zucker trade, uh, Minnesota has that deal. Now I'd be pretty surprised if they deal this pick. So I, I know it's against Jim's DNA a little bit to uh, hold on to first round picks, but my guess is the Penguins keep it. It sounds like it's a really good draft to keep it. Yeah, I, for, I'm not like a big draft guru myself, but for everything I've read, you know, I've read Bob McKenzie's rankings and everything. It's just it looks like this is probably one of the deepest drafts that we've seen in quite a while. Um, oh, one more thing that popped up to me, um, Josh. We talked about it earlier, but you know, Jim Rutherford cleaned house with all the assistant coaches. Yeah. Definitely really surprised about the Sergey Gonchar one. I really thought he would stay around. I thought Jacques Martin would too. Um, have you heard anything as to who could replace them on the staff? Um, I, one of the guys I would really want before he would get scooped up for a head coaching job would be Gerard Gallant because, well, well, one reason is because I think the Capitals could hire him when I think Todd Reardon gets fired after this series. I 100% think that's going to happen, especially um, being in Capitals country, it's not a fun place right now for, for them with Todd Reardon. But um, just have you heard any names that come up that have come up so far, I guess? Not really, although the name you just mentioned, Todd Reardon, is interesting. If he does get fired, mm -hmm. I promise you the Penguins will give him a call for a couple of reasons. They loved how he worked with their defensemen in the past. They need somebody for that job. And also, he was the only guy who actually got good results from Crosby and Malkin on the power play without Phil Kessel. And remember, he ran that Penguins power play, too. He does, the, he does a great job. I, I love watching Washington's power play for all their issues. The guy knows how to run a power play, so... If he's available, I bet you any money the Penguins will uh, extend a, a courtesy phone call and, and maybe make a nice offer. Um, Gallant is a guy I know everybody wants them to get him. I just think he's going to hold out for a head coaching job somewhere. I, I, you know, Why wouldn't he at this point? The guy, he shouldn't have been fired in Vegas, in my opinion. I think he's a really good coach. If he's willing, heck yeah. Um, it's really early on, so we, we will see. But I, I will say, you brought up Sergey Gonchar. I was shocked that, that they did not decide to renew his contract. Recky did not surprise me at all. Martin, not a total shock. Gonchar, you know, I know the issue with him was that he wasn't around all the time and they wanted him to be full-time and he preferred to be part-time. His family lives in Dallas. But I have received more texts and phone calls from people in the organization and from people outside of the organization and people who used to play for him, you name it, who are just shocked that they did not bring him back, that hold him in the highest of regard. So that was really surprising. He made a lot of defensemen better, and I think he'll be pretty tough to replace. Yeah, that's that's going to be, I think, the big one for me. I mean, I guess when you look at it, maybe they need new fresh voices in the room. You know, Mike Sullivan could use someone like, ooh, like a Rick Tockett, who I think kind of pushed him at times a little bit with some decisions. That's just me speaking, though. I don't really know if that's true, but that's just my guess. Um, at that point. So yeah, I'm going to be very curious to see who they get as the assistant coaches. Um, Peter LaViolette, I mean, that, that would be kind of funny just because of what happened in 2012 when he basically went out to <laughs> Dan Bilesma and all of them. I mean, I don't really think, also, I also don't think Peter LaViolette's that good of a coach. But um, yeah, Josh, thank you so much for coming on here, man. You provided a lot of good um, answers to what's going to happen for the Penguins this offseason, especially with um, our old friend Jack Johnson, who is just 
um, everyone's favorite person on Twitter. So um, it's people talking. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it, it really it really does. It just you know, Penguins fans are very passionate. You know, they love this team. They care about everything that goes on with this team. I know they want Crosby Malkin to get. I think one more cup, you know, the Ty Gretzky and Messier with the, for the duo because I know they won four together. So, um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's just I think that's the best way to put it. So, um, but Josh, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I really do appreciate it. Hunter, always a pleasure, and uh, it's going to be a wild ride this off season. I have a feeling, so we're going to have to do this again at some point. But yeah. uh, you take care. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we will definitely do it again in the next couple months, especially after I think the Stanley Cup playoffs are over. So, yeah, absolutely. That,